This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. We're looking forward to getting Rory out for his first winter adventures. We're super excited that we recently got Ella's wool to keep him warm this winter. The merino wool is super warm, moisture wicking, and I feel really confident that he's going to be super warm and dry this winter on all of our adventures. If you want to try out Ella's wool, you can use the code HIKINGTHROUGHLIFE2020 to get 10% off your order. That's HIKINGTHROUGHLIFE2020. You can go over to ellaswool.com to look for their super cute outfits. They have onesies, they have tubes, they have hats, they have all the wool products you need to keep your baby warm. Check them out. With all the time we spend outside camping, hiking, and on the trails, and really just being one with nature, I'd spend a lot of time thinking about the impact we have on our earth. And anytime I can do something to improve the impact on the earth, it's definitely a win-win. Since Rory was born, I've been playing around with the idea of doing cloth diapers, but I've been hesitant to enter that journey because it does seem like it's a little bit more work and a mess. But the next best thing is getting eco-friendly, disposable diapers that are compostable. I have been trying Nest Baby Diapers, and I highly recommend using them because they're plant-based, they're free of chemicals, and overall, I just have had a really good experience with their absorbency also. And they're super, super soft. I mean, honestly, I felt like this was a cotton ball. So if you want to try out Nest Diapers, you can go to nestdiapers.com and you can use the code HIKING20, that's HIKING20, to save 20% off your first purchase at nestdiapers.com. Welcome to the Hiking Through Life podcast, where we talk with people who in some way, shape, or form have been influenced by the outdoors. I'm Andy, the producer of this podcast, and my lovely wife, Sarah, will be your host. Together, we make up Hiking Through Life. This podcast is all about bringing all kinds of people who are inspired by the outdoors and sharing their stories. We hope that by sharing people's stories, it inspires others to get out and live a more meaningful life. Tune in every week for new episodes, or better yet, subscribe to the Hiking Through Life podcast on your favorite podcast provider. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with others. Also, if you have a story to share or know of anyone who might be interested in being a guest on this podcast, head on over to hikingthroughlife.net slash podcast and get in touch with us. If you'd like to support Hiking Through Life, you can go to hikingthroughlife.net slash shop. We have t-shirts, water bottles, and we recently added stickers to the shop. Use the code podcast at checkout and receive 10% off your first order. There are other ways you can support this podcast as well. You can check those out at hikingthroughlife.net slash support. Also, be sure to sign up for our email list. You can do that by heading over to hikingthroughlife.net. Enter your email address and click subscribe. There's no commitment. You can unsubscribe at any time. As part of our email list, you'll receive our monthly newsletter. We'll also be sending out any promotional codes for Hiking Through Life gear. It's an excellent way to follow Hiking Through Life's journey. Now sit back and enjoy this week's episode.
I kind of always like to start out the podcast with hearing people's experiences in their own childhood growing up. Like what was your outdoor experience growing up? Did you go outdoors as a kid? What was that like? Yeah, well, so we did go outdoors quite often. Um, we never did backpacking, um, but we would do like a lot of day hikes. Um, my mom and dad would load um, us up. I have two siblings. We would do road trips during the summertime out to um, the Western US, because um, I was I grew up in Connecticut. And we would um, tour all the national parks and do hikes in the national parks. And my mom's a science teacher, so she always encouraged us to be outdoors and observe things outside. So that was kind of a big part of our growing up. But I never got into like actual backpacking probably till college. Um, I started joining like outdoor groups and just starting to do like canoeing and rock climbing and then exploring backpacking. And then just really fell in love with it. And so I just continued from there, just pursuing outdoors and being outside as much as I can. <laughs> That's awesome. And now you're sharing it with your family too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think just having those experiences growing up, just those stay with you. And then you want to pass them on to your kids and your family. And we, um, our new parents, we have a one month old right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we Congrats. just took him on his first back not backpacking trip, but camping, driving camping trip. And we're eager to get him out backpacking next yeah. summer. I know it won't happen until next summer because Minnesota backpacking, I won't even do that. I'm not that brave. Oh, that's yeah. The cold with a new baby doesn't sound great, but some people do it and that's great right. for them. <laughs> I know. So you grew up like doing some outdoor stuff and got into backpacking in college. And then how about like when you, your hu husband, was that something you guys just kind of did together and then decided this is what we'll do with our kids? Yeah. I mean, we both were really into the outdoor lifestyle. So yeah, yeah we both were really avid hikers and backpackers and we, we met um, doing seasonal work and just something we continued to do together. We would always plan all these trips together, these into the mountains and um, as you know, we found out we were pregnant just wanted to find ways to continue that lifestyle just for like our own sanity, but then also just trying to explore the ways that you could share that at, at a young age with our son. Um, I know some people are like, well, he won't, you know, at a at six month old won't remember the trips, but I, I hope like looking back at photos when he's older, he'll have you know, excitement that he was part of that and, and then continue him on that path of hopefully appreciating the outdoors or, or at least just, you know, wanting to be out there still. Yeah. 100%. Like starting them at a young age, it just exposes them. Like, even if they're not going to remember it, the sights, the smells, all the senses that they're getting in out there, it's all adding to their development. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's been a great way for us to like slow down our life when we're out backpacking and, and just really appreciating our family time, you know, when you're at home, you have so many other distractions with work and things to do in the house, but just when you're out for multiple days out, out in the out in nature, it just really allows us to connect. And I feel like really invest that time in each other. So that's also been a, a bonus for doing the, these trips that I guess at first I didn't think would happen. I just wanted to be out you know, out in the outdoors. Um, but then that, you know, I started seeing us calming down and being able to 
really focused on our son and enjoy those moments with him even like you know watching him look at a pine cone and chew on it that's just was really fun the first time to seem to do that you know yeah totally just like the smallest and simplest things that you wouldn't notice in your busy day-to-day life exactly yeah so you said you guys are in Olympia is that where you do most of your backpacking and do you have just the one child yeah I just have one yeah he's um two and a half now and yeah we started like we started out like car camping and just day hiking when he was like, you know, maybe 12 weeks old, just getting used to it. Um, but I think our first backpack was like when he was three months old. And then from there, we just kind of continued mostly during the summers. Um, but yeah, we, we um, have only, let's see. Yeah, it's only been in Washington really since he's been born that we've been doing the trips with him. Uh, but we're so lucky where we live because um, we're so close to the coast. So we can do some trips on the the Pacific Ocean, or we can go into the Olympic National Park or the mountains there and we have rainforest. But then we also have the mountains, like the Cascade Mountains near us too. So you can get up in high alpine habitats too. So we're so lucky that we have such a diverse um, habitats where we live that we can really go out and seek these different types of places to show him. Um, so yeah, that's why we really haven't had the you know, there's just so much to explore where we are that we just haven't felt the need to, to go further than like a four hour drive. Oh my gosh. Totally not. You guys are in like the heart of everything. Oh yeah. (laughs) So lucky. So lucky. I'm so happy we live here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Definitely a place that I want to get out to. So like what kind of logistics do you need to think about when backpacking with a baby? Like for your first trip, were you worried? Were you scared? Were you freaking out? I mean, we just went car camping and I felt like I was overpacking our baby for and sure. just like a nervous first time <laughs> mom car camping. So right. like what is backpacking logistics like? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I definitely like read a lot of other like blogs of other moms and, and dads who've been doing it just to kind of get an idea of what their gear list was like. Um, and then just adapting, like we, we were already trying to be like before baby, we were more lightweight backpackers. And so we were trying to adapt that with baby stuff too. Um, I definitely probably had like way too much clothes and for the baby. Cause I just was like, so nervous that he'd be like, all wet and cold and I just wanted him to be warm so definitely the first couple trips we definitely had more than we needed but I think just every trip I found new things that we needed or things we didn't need and so like slowly as we like um, increased the number of days we were out like our loads would decrease because we kind of were fine-tuning everything Um, but I will say my first you know the first time going out I was just definitely very nervous and I didn't sleep well. I mean, I still don't sleep great because I'm always like have mom ears, you know, I'm always like listening for sounds. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. Okay? I've <laughs> definitely gotten my mom ears the past month. Yeah. And when I was out camping with him, I got maybe an hour of sleep. Oh yeah. Cause yeah, <laughs> the cold, like I was just worried he was cold, worried about just, yeah. I wanted to make sure he was breathing, make sure he was awake. I wanted to hear noises. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and I, for me, I was like, you know what, I'm okay with that. I'm okay not sleeping because I'm out here. I'm doing it. And it's just a sacrifice I'm making to be in these places. Totally. So you said you brought too many clothes. So I think so. I'm trying to remember, like, I'm pretty sure, like, at first I had too many, like, extra clothes. And as I started to know him better and his needs and and the trips were going on, I knew I didn't need, like, 
three extra pairs of pants for him. I could be, I'd be fine with like two or one. and know I could like dry one on my pack as we hiked and he'd be okay. But you know, like I've just started to fine tune things like that. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Because yeah, like car camping, I brought like five pairs of pants and five onesies, but <laughs> right. yeah, duh. Like when you're backpacking, like I dry stuff from my pack and from a hanging line, why not dry the baby's stuff from a pack? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, 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 it's just like adapting what you normally do for the baby. And then of course there's always like little extra comfort items I do bring. Like I bring his little love, lovey, we call it like a stuffed animal. I always bring that. I bring a pacifier for him. And and now that he's a little older, I'll bring him like a little car, like a little tiny truck thing that just so like if it's raining out, there's something we could do in a tent. Like he has a little something to play with. And I even bring like really light because I try to keep his bedtime routine very similar to what we have at home when we're out camping. And so I, I always bring like really lightweight books like one or two, I try to, I, I'm always searching when I go to like thrift stores looking for really thin, small books to bring out. So, cause that's a big part of our, our nighttime routine is just reading a book right before bedtime. So I, I really want to make sure that was happening for him while we're at camp. So I, I definitely bring those items. Maybe you don't necessarily need them, but I think they're critical for, for our situation. And so do you notice a difference in keeping that routine versus like, did you ever try to not do that routine when you were backpacking with him? And did he have a hard time? You know, I didn't try without it because, well, he, he was just a really bad sleeper in general, even at home. So like our first few trips, it was just, you know, he'd wake up all the time, um, regardless of what we did before bedtime routines. Um, but once he started sleeping well at home, I just didn't want to mess with anything. So I just, from that point on, once he was sleeping, okay, I just wanted to keep it the same because I, you know, I value my sleep. Um, yeah. And his, I want him, his sleep too. Like he's definitely much happier when he gets more time sleeping. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely can't say we have a full routine established yet at one month old with mine, but we're getting there. We're getting there. He slept like five hours last night and I was amazed. That's, that's so good. Like, oh, that's perfect. I'll never take sleep for granted again. No. Yeah, for sure. It's a whole, you, but you, you end up performing, like, I can't believe what the things I would do on such a little amount of sleep. Like, I, I like, can't believe I, Cause he, like he would wake up every hour. I felt like for like six months and it was just like, I can't believe I was functioning <laughs> for that six months after he was born. Like, I, don't... I know. I know. I think <laughs> like as moms, we just get like this superpower in us once we give birth. Oh, I agree. That's exactly yeah. how I've felt all month because before him, I would have like my own routine of going to bed at eight 30. Now my bedtime uh-huh. is like 11, but I can function on, on that and then wake up at 5am and be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what about like the logistics of like packing, like carrying your pack and carrying an infant when you're out backpacking? What does that look like? Do you carry your gear and him? Does your husband carry stuff? Cause obviously before a baby, you and your husband would both carry your own packs, I assume. Right. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it evolves. So like when he was really little, I would carry him in a soft carrier in the front. Um, probably till, I don't know, maybe he was like 10 months old or something like that. And so that, so when that was happening, I was able to carry a pack. 
um, on my back, right? So the baby was up front. And so you did a soft carry. So was that like the Bubba wrap or something? Um, I did, I'm trying to think the brand, I think it's Ergo Baby. Okay, yeah. So just yeah. like one of those things. So I've read that those don't like hold as well when you're out hiking. Did you feel like you had to readjust it a lot? No, I didn't. I mean, at first just, cause it wasn't, it didn't have much, the one I have doesn't have a lot of like give in the fabric. So, um, it just took time to like adjust the shoulder straps and the, the back or chest strap, like just getting that fit to your body with a pack takes a little bit, but, um, once you get it all figured out, it was pretty comfortable for me. Okay. So it's kind of nice because the baby like is a counterweight to your backpack. So you're kind of like balanced pretty well. Yeah. So I was just going to say like, so how much weight total is that? Oh, I mean, when, so when he was younger, I mean, we probably had like 30 pound pack and then baby, I don't know what baby, he was probably 20 pounds, but, but now like, so this past summer, like, so once we probably hit a year, we started using the frame backpack that goes on your back. And, um, we used the Osprey one that had a lot of storage. Cause we wanted to make sure I could still have like the essentials um, for baby and me, like just in case, um, you know, we got separated, me and my partner got separated on the trail. I would have some things with me. Um, so we wanted something with storage. And, and so that my pack was getting really heavy this summer. I mean, it was like 50, 55 pounds. So it was like, it was, I mean, it was a good workout. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause that was like the baby and like baby's essentials basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd have like extra clothes, food, water filtration, um, extra, yeah, like jackets and hats and things like that in my pack. Um, and then my partner would have everything else. Okay. Our so yeah. Set up. Yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, I assume you're not always carrying him now if he's two. Yeah. Yeah. So this, yeah, he would take breaks. He would get out and walk. Um, you know, we, we, cause we're trying to encourage him. So we know like this next, this coming summer, that's going to be our, our situations. He's going to have to walk. Um, cause he, he's pretty big for his age. So I will not be able to carry him <laughs> when he's three. So we've been trying, like, as a, even the young age, like at 18 months, we were having him hike on the trail, you know, it's painfully slow, but I feel like it, you have to put that time in to get to, to the point where they can hike on their own at a, at a decent pace. Um, right, like, for right. example, like, like yesterday I went for a, a hike in our a local um, trail system and he did three and a half miles all by himself, like in one go as a two and a half year old, you know, so I'm super proud of him that like he's, and he's going faster. Like he's not stopping and looking at every little thing now. Like he's actually like, oh, this is what we're doing. Like I got a walking stick and we're hiking. Cool. You know, like it's, it's fun to watch that transition from just within a year. <laughs> right. Right. That's amazing. Like that's a good amount of distance for, for his age too. I think so. For his little legs. Like I was just really impressed that, and he didn't complain and he just, you know, looked like he was enjoying it. So it was really happy. I was really happy about that. And of course, every day is different. Like there'll be another day we go out and he only will do half mile and that's okay. Right. Like we're just getting the idea to him that, you know, this is a fun place to be and we're building our muscles so they get stronger and we could be out here longer if, if he wants to. And I, and I hope he wants to. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I mean, just like thinking about that, like before he came around, were you like a pretty intense hiker? And did you try to like do a lot of miles in a day? Or were you kind of low key? No, we were more, yeah, we were aiming probably like 12 to 15 mile days. Um, 
pretty, you know, a lot of elevation gain over a lot of that terrain. Um, some of it backcountry travel, like we were kind of taking trips like that. Um, so that has definitely been like the adjustment, at least more so maybe for my partner, is that like we're, our pace is slowing when he's walking, like maybe, you know, a mile every four or five minutes, you know, like that kind of pace. Um, but again, I was like, that's what we got to do. Like if we want him to like this and want him to be part of these trips when he's older, like we have to do this now just to get him interested. Right. And just know this is how you do it. But then, you know, he'll, he'll go for periods where he'll walk like half mile or a mile or three miles, and then I'll put him back in the pack. And then we'll be, and then we've been trying to like make up that time in, in our heads. Like, then we just like hike fast. Cause then, you know, you have like, I have like little snack cups that I like pass back to him so he can snack while he's back there. He can nap. Like he, he always nap pretty well in the carrier. So that's the, those times when we try to ke- make up those miles when. <laughs> right, right. Make up those lost miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just it, it's adjustment, just knowing that like, okay, we're going to probably just do eight to 10 miles today. And that's, that's our trip. And that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like you said, if you want them to like it, you have to let them get out and do it themselves. Yeah. And not make it like force like a, a march, like we're not marching you know, like we can take the time and explore these mushrooms over here. <laughs> right, you know right. I mean? Explore. I love that. Let them explore. Like, don't just yes. put them mm-hmm. on this timeline of rushing through life. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that that was like, that's the, I think the just met at first, at least for my partner, because he's also like an ultra ultra runner. So he's always like goal orientated and, you know, we, we got to finish. And sure, this is yeah. more about like the experience of the hike as opposed to where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that's, that's a huge adjustment. So going back to like the, the essentials and packing in the stuff in the carrier, like how did you decide how many diapers to bring? I mean, (laughs) I would want to overpack diapers. Yeah. I I think I, I did at first. That was another thing that I probably brought too much of. Like how many diapers would you bring? Like on your first backpacking trip, yeah. how many nights did you go? And like, do you remember how many diapers you brought? <laughs> Ooh. Well, so our first backpack was just one night. So like two days, one night. And he was three months old. I probably brought like six diapers for a day. Something somewhere in between there. I, and I think I figured it out just based, I would like keep track the weeks leading up to the trip uh, just keeping note of how many diapers I changed. Um, and that's where I determined how many to bring. And I usually, I mean, I think I always try to bring like one extra per day, of course, you know, if there, he's has an accident or, you know, gets sick, like diarrhea or something, <laughs> like have some, some extra, um, that was always, that was definitely the, the hardest part about backpacking was you have all these diapers and then, you have to haul them out. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like hauling them out. Like that adds a lot of weight too. A lot of weight. And I, so there are some trips, like when we did multiple day trips. So like on a, one night, I would just do disposables. Um, but um, on multiple nights at, or multiple days, I would um, do a mixture. So we, cause at home we did do some cloth diapering too. So I would do that. I would lean more towards the cloth diapering on multiple days since I didn't want to have as less, much trash to haul out. So like, you know, that's more of like, so I have like a little bag. It's called a scrub a bag. Oh, that you'd like clean in the lake or something? Yeah. So like I would have like, trying to think maybe 
four inserts per day, maybe. I would have to look back at my notes, but because I, I usually try to keep notes of what I packed back then <laughs> for like to inform my next trip. Um, but you know, so he would, and, and then you would have a, a cover and then you have the insert, like a, one of those thin, like um, cheesecloth, not cheesecloth, I forget the name, but a, a thinner um, pre-fold so it, it can open up and dry easier. Okay. Um, okay. So like I would take that out, put it in the scrub a bag and then um, wash it. And then also, and then when you're done, I would dig a hole and, and dump that water into the hole and then dry the insert, like on my pack for hiking, or I would leave it out at camp. I wouldn't leave it out um, like overnight in some of our places just because of bears. I didn't, you know, I wanted to make sure those were all um, in some scent lock stuff. So I would put them in like two scent lock bags put away for the evening but yeah most time those ones dried pretty good like on the outside of the pack so you would do like a mix of those and disposables yeah and I think I would mostly do the disposable at night for him um I think I probably did two per night and then during the days were all the cloth because um just because like the cloth ones I brought I felt like didn't hold as much urine as he would do in the nighttime so I didn't want him to have a leakage so I decided to do the disposables with the like even a wool cover like they make little wool covers for for diapers oh to like keep them in more yeah and just like if there is a leakage like um it I feel like the wool soaks it better and it also won't make them as cold you know like wool when wool's wet it's not as like cotton it won't be as cold yeah. Yeah. I need to look into that because yeah, when I was camping with our one month old this past weekend, I did not want to change his diaper in the middle of the night because it was so cold. So I admit I did not change the diaper, but yeah, the next morning, like he did soak through and I was like, oh yeah, you probably were cold, but you would have been cold had I taken all your clothes off and changed your diaper at two in the morning too. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a yeah balance there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Those are, yeah. That's so because I got those wool covers and then he wears like wool pants and shirt as his base layer. So like that, even that wool cover kept like his base layer dry. Cause that's, I would only bring one base layer for his, for hiking. So like I had to make sure those stuff stayed dry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I mean, did you find that you had a preference over cloth versus disposable? I mean, it's gotta be nice not to have all that weight carry yeah you know I mean the convenience of disposables is great and I definitely like for short trips I would go that way because like I would spend when we get to camp like I'd be cleaning diapers like instead of like sitting there like enjoying a cup of tea like I'd be cleaning diapers like (laughs) right you're like this is like a big this is supposed to be a vacation and I'm still doing all this (laughs) yeah I'm just like grabbing a bunch of diapers while, you know, while my partner makes dinner and, and I, there's always jobs to do at camp, but I just yeah. felt like the diapers just added another level or layer of work that I <laughs> didn't enjoy. Um, but again, it's like, it's just what he had to do to be out there. Yeah. 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 And I'm happy now my, my son, you know, we potty trained him earlier than we planned just because of, of COVID. Like we were like, we're, we're home. We're not going anywhere. So let's do it. And so that's definitely made like our summer backpacking so much easier. Like this past summer, because we didn't have to, I only did one diaper per night. That's all I had to bring because during the day he, we would get him to go outside. And so it just made life so much easier. So really like when you're backpacking with an infant, like at the time I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is terrible. Like with all the diapers, but it's just such a quick moment. It's only like a little blip in their life 
of backpacking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like it was a one and a half seasons and we had to deal with the diapers. And now that we're potty training, it's like game changer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's like at the time, this sounds like the worst thing ever, but remember, it's just like, it's only temporary. <laughs> Yes. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I keep reminding myself, especially in the, those first few weeks how, when he was so young, just trying to like figure life out. I was like, oh my goodness, mm. this is never going to end. <laughs> oh, I know. It's only temporary. And now he's sleeping yes. five, six hours a night. That's so, that's so great. Oh, I hope he keeps doing that for you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll cross our fingers. Yeah. So let's talk about breastfeeding when you were out there did you you did breastfeed I did early on um we had some issues like with my supply so we did like early the first years we were breastfeeding and then by the time he was like seven months I think we're mixing doing um, breast and formula on the trail and then by like that only lasted for a few months and then eventually I just supply was gone so (laughs) so then we just were like from a year yeah, he was like just formula. So did you, how many bottles did you decide to bring on backpacking trips? Was it just one? And then you would wash it constantly? Yeah. Yep. So I just bring one. Um, and to be honest, I didn't like probably wash them that much. I probably would wash them once at the end of the day. Yeah, it's so long ago. I feel like it's not that long ago, but like it's hard to remember like when he was that little. Cause like now I've just been thinking about our next trips. So like I'm in a different <laughs> right like thinking about like his development as your trips yeah. go on yeah so I'm like what did what did we do back when he was six months old so yeah I think I would bring one bottle and I brought would bring um one of those like really tiny little brushes that come with some of the bottle kits yeah just so I can get like in the nipple pretty good but I would do that just at night like as the cleaning prop like when I did all the diapers or whatnot I would do the th- um, the bottle pretty well um just because I felt like it's I mean I don't know. I felt like he, cause he ate so often that I don't know. Yeah. And like at night, were you worried about the scent of the formula and like attracting critters into the tent? That's something that would worry me. <laughs> I know. Like, I think like breastfeeding, I was like, I was like, I, I did think about it. Cause like, you know, I would leak my shirt, but I don't know. I, I guess I didn't worry too much. And a lot of places we did go, like we didn't have like, the bear density is not super high. So I wasn't that concerned, like that my little bit of breast milk on my shirt would draw, attract a bear. Like I just, I didn't think that was a huge risk. I, I did though with like our formula and even now, like he drinks um, some milk on the trail. Um, I put that in a scent lock bag and I keep, I actually do keep that one in our tent. Cause when he was little, we would have to do night feedings. So like I would have it in scent lock bags by my head so I could do those midnight feedings for him. So for those instances, I, I try to mitigate that by putting in some sort of lock bag. Okay. And did you do that with the diapers as well when he was little? Throw those into a bag? Yeah, I would put diapers in a scent lock bag, um, not just for, you know, for animals, but just for our sake. <laughs> so, right. and then, you know, then, so that would be locked in. And, and we just use those little like thin um, scent lock bags that come with like bear bags. Um, like Ursa, Ursac has little bags that go with them. So like I use that and then I, that would go into another like dry bag that would be cinched down. So it was like double, there was a double layer between the diapers and okay, yeah, yeah. my bag. Cover up those scents. Yeah. 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 The scent lock bag. That's a good idea. Cause like just on our first trial 
camping trip this weekend, I would just like, I just had a Ziploc bag and I just yeah. threw it through the diaper, the one diaper change I did in the early morning. <laughs> yeah. I just threw it right outside the tent in the bag. Yeah. I mean, I think Ziplocs probably work fine. I just, you know, I guess it is that the idea of drawing um, animals. And even for me, because I can kind of smell over, if you do them multiple days, like you can start smelling through Ziplocs. So yeah, exactly. For me, I just, I didn't want to like open my bag to get my rain jacket and then have that that smell wafting out. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. You're like, I already smell as a backpacker. I don't need the smell of a dirty diaper added to that. No, definitely not. (laughs) So, um, I mean, what are some of the biggest tips you would give to a family starting out backpacking with a baby? Um, I think just, you know, small steps, like first, you know, depending on, you know, where you were, where you're at in your experience levels, like starting off with day hikes, then car camping. Cause we did car camping before we went backpacking with him just to trial out our system. Like, cause you know, our sleep system at first we co-slept when he's really little. Um, that was more just for me. Cause I was like, he's going to be cold. So I just wanted him like in our, we, we use a down quilt. So we okay. had him in the middle of us. Um, okay. So you did co-sleep. Were you worried about that at all? Or is that something that you did at home too? So it like, wasn't a worry. Yeah. I mean, we did a little, you know, we did a little bit of co-sleeping at home just because he was such a bad sleeper. Like it, it just kind of morphed into him being in our bed more often than his own <laughs> because of that. But um, you know, we didn't consciously make that decision to co-sleep, but I wasn't too worried about it. I mean, cause I mean, I definitely, again, like I didn't sleep cause I was always just worried about him. So like, I would probably doze off for maybe an hour and, or have my hand on his chest. Like, so I could like feel him breathing when he was yeah. that little. And was this a single sleeping bag or do you and your husband have a double? It's like a quilt. It's a down quilt. Um, okay. so, cause we, we have like an ultralight setup. So it, we share our quilt. So it doesn't have a bag underneath you know so you're just laying on a pad um and we use foam pads because we have a dog and he pops our air pads so we have to use foam pads um so there you know I didn't feel like there was much risk of us co-sleeping with him because of how our blanket is we didn't have a bunch of extra fabric around him and and our pads don't have a lot of gaps or places where he could roll and get stuck you know like it was really flat and um but then, you know, that was just, that was only a few trips we did that. Cause then eventually, like once we got him sleeping well at home, we, um, shifted to, um, using something called like Peapod is the company that we use. Um, and it's basically like a little tent that you can put inside your tent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's cause like he ro- would roll around a lot. And then that made me nervous, like just having him out um, in our tent loose, like just him rolling around. And so I wanted a way to contain him, but that was a light weight option. Um, but also, you know, had the peapod has like mesh all around the outside. So there isn't to me a risk of suffocation that way. You know, if he rolls into the corner there, it's all vented. And then, you know, we underneath the peapod, we would have his sleeping pad. So there wasn't even a pad inside. So there really is nothing inside that peapod for him to get mixed up in. So like those things took time for us to figure out. So that's why like car camping was nice to, to go out and trial like our new Peapod setup and, and make sure like he was comfortable in it and what we needed for him to be comfortable in it. Um, so just for folks that are trying out new equipment, just, you know, do some, you know, low risk <laughs> trip, you know, like, or, you, you know, backpack in a mile or, or something or camp in your yard and try it all out just to see how 
you know, you and your kiddos do with it. Right. For sure. I mean, yeah, we, um, we have one of those little tents too, not a pea pod, but like this, I think it's kilo, kilo fly. We didn't have him sleep in that this time, but I think if we backpack, that's exactly what we would do. Yeah. Those are also really great because, you know, living where we do and probably where you are, like it in the summertime, it doesn't get dark to like 10 PM. And so like, and his bedtime is like seven 30. So we can put a little sheet over it and it just makes it look darker for him. And I feel like helps him like settle and maybe there's less things to just you know, to distract him when we just basically put a little blanket over it. So that was another thing, like extra weight that, you know, I don't think we needed, but I brought it because I felt it helped him fall asleep. Just having this like really lightweight sheet to go over it. Right, right. And it's like a perfect thing to have outside of the tent during the day. I mean, did you ever put them in there during the day? Um, No, I didn't. I know some people do. Um, Like if, you know, both parents have to cook or do something um, that they can't have eyes on the baby the whole time. Um, for us, I felt like I was able, like our, the sites we selected were not that risky for him to be out. So I was comfortable like with his range of motion and where he could get to. <laughs> um, you know, if I had to like cook, I could still see him and get to him in time. So I, I never ended up using it um, for that purpose, but definitely it's a good, a good option for some. Yeah. And what about like, what did he actually wear when he was sleeping as a baby? Um, so he would wear like wool layers. So he had wool pants, wool shirt. And then depending on how hot or cold it was, like we might add on like fleece, like fleece shirt, fleece pants, wool socks. And then, um, we had, um, a, a down sleep sack, um, for him. Like we, um, it's like one of the cheaper ones on the market, but it's not rated as warm as some that are now available. Like you probably like a lot of Listeners have probably heard of the Morrison outdoor sleeping bag, sleep yeah. sack for babies. Like we actually um, contributed to their Kickstarter. And so we had one of those for him, but he actually unfortunately didn't like it because his it, it had enclosed hand, like his hands were enclosed um, part of their sleep sack. And my son hated that because he liked having his fingers out to like touch his face or I don't know what he did, but he hated having his hands enclosed. Like, um, so unfortunately he hated that. Um, but we found this other cheaper bag that, that, um, was also a sleep sack, but his hands could be out. Um, so we ended up using that. Um, and then, cause I think it was only rated like 50 degrees. So that's why we had all the different layering options for him. If it got colder. Right. Cause what's the coldest that you've done with him? Um, ironically, probably the first trip we did was like below freezing, but we actually, um, didn't look like the weather report was a little off like where we were looking and so it was a lot colder than we thought it was going to be um <laughs> so that was actually another reason why like co-sleeping worked out for that trip because it was pretty cold <laughs> yeah yeah even like when we were out on Friday again like we just kept putting him into our sleeping bag to like warm him up and yeah. staying up all night too because like I said mommy mommy clock don't sleep but no yeah <laughs> yeah just the cold and trying to keep their cheeks and nose warm I I'm baffled as to like how to do that because every time I would touch them they would just be cold like did you find that too um yeah I mean I was actually yeah I was more worried about like I, I think I put um when he was a little older I think I put a wool cap on him I know when they said like but it's really tight so it didn't really move around a lot because I remember like I had another had that moved around and I was always worried that like it would fall and suffocate right they always say like not to do that with little kid like babies and 
Um, but there were sometimes I just did it, but like I would check on him because it was so cold and you lose so much heat through your head. Um, but I, you know, I always just made sure his core is warm. Like sometimes I could tell his like nose or cheeks were red, but like I felt in his sleeping bag and I was really warm. So I knew he, he was okay. And, and I figured, um, you know, if he was super uncomfortable, he would let me know. Like I would think he would like whine or toss around and, and luckily I think my son, um, is really warm blooded. Like he, he sleeps pretty good in the cold. Like he actually prefers that. So I think that that's has helped as well. Right. Right. Yeah, totally. But yeah, it's like just getting them used to that because yeah, I felt like our son was sleeping really good at night too. Like he was constantly making noises and stuff and it seemed like he was sleeping really, really hard, but it's just probably just me being a worried mom. Oh, for sure. I, and I definitely did too. I would always be like, talk to my partner, like, do you think he's okay? Should I do this? Should I do that? Let him, you know, <laughs> and he's like, it's okay. It's fine. Like let him rest. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I totally get him. I was always just trying to like, and I did so much re- like different readings just to try to figure out like what other people done, what like, is that okay to like, you know, put a hood on the baby, right? I know like, you know, some people don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to advocate for or against it, but like some people, you know, will use it, but some people it's like, you don't want to do that with a baby, you know? And so just all those things going in your head as you're trying to figure out what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. It goes back to what you want to do, like what's best for your family. Everyone's going to have a different situation. And at the end of the day, it's up to you and your family to make those decisions for how to backpack with the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess, I think I said, like with the whole sleep, like I always, just tr- I was trying to do, keep things very similar to what we have at home for him in the tent. And, and so like that way I didn't want to disrupt his sleeping. And so like, you know, at home, he didn't sleep with a hat and, you know, like, but he would have like a little lovey. And so I, you know, but I know people like don't put stuff in like cribs with babies, but, you know, eventually got to an age where I felt like that was okay. And he needed that to sleep well. And, you know, I'm willing to bring that on the trip. Right. Totally. Totally. And sometimes adults like even need those little pieces of comfort from home too, to sleep comfortably out on a backpacking trip. For sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, is there any other like tips that you would share with families who are trying this out for their first time? Um, I mean, I think for, if you have a really little one, you know, I know it's, it seems scary and like, you're so exhausted and, but if that's something you like miss, like, I just think just go for it. Like, like I said before, to start with day hiking, like get your kiddo into that soft carrier or whatever system you're using and just see how they do. And surprisingly, like, I know some babies don't like, I've heard people, you know, don't like carriers, but maybe there's a different style you can like rent with like a local baby wearing group just to see what would work. Cause if you can get something when they're that little, like they'll just nap so much and like, it still allows you to go out and enjoy things. Yeah. And, and I guess you know, my advice for folks with like older kids, like my son's age, like never underestimate how much they'll eat. Like once they start snacking like make sure you have lots of snacks <laughs> with you like that sometimes is like what gets us through that last mile is you know he's he's ready to be done like or you know he wants to you know do, go play but I'm like okay like we, we have to get here because it's not a good place to camp so we have to get to this one spot so here's some mango or here's some raisins you know and then like that 
you know, makes him happy and gets us through <laughs> those last moments. So totally. Sometimes food gets me through that last few miles. <laughs> definitely. Like I Let's definitely have a little, yeah, I have like a little pouch of like little candies for myself. So. Oh, totally. Yep. I have a snack belt too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Adults and kids have the same needs. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I know we kind of connected through the backpacking with babies group. Is there any other resources that you found super helpful? Um, you know, there's also like in my area, there's a Pacific Northwest specific kids hiking group. So I imagine there's others, um, in other parts of the, the country. There's also a group called, um, Hike It Baby. Yep. They have all those different chapters. And so there's one here as well. Um, I honestly haven't been as involved with it, unfortunately. Um, But, you know, I I still kind of follow the work they do. And so there's some great resources there to help help people get out. Perfect. All right. And um, is there any, like, do you have any social media platforms where you share information at all or? No, I mean, I just have a Facebook account. That's it. I'm I consciously made the decision not to just because it's, I get kind of probably sucked into that stuff too much. So I don't want to spend my time doing that. I need, I need to step away more. So that's my way of stepping away is not having accounts. Good for you. Yeah. I highly respect that because I know I spend way too much time on it sometimes. Yeah. But it is, there's so much great information and you do learn a lot from people that way. I mean, I will say like, I looked at women, other moms blogs, like that helps, um, like had the motivation to, to go out or, or at least I always had like the the drive to do it, but my partner was kind of like, I don't know, um, you know, what, maybe we wait till he's older, but I was like, no, like this is the time to do it. Like we can carry him. Um, and so like finding some blogs, like by dads too, like that shares their perspective has really helped, I think, show him like that side and how beneficial it is. Um, to do it early on with your kids. Yeah. I love that, that you said blogs by dads too, because like, they're just as much a part of it as the moms. I mean, like I, you know, like the way we do it, like I carry my kids, that's a lot of weight, but like he has to bring all our stuff too. So like we both have like a big part of making these trips happen. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and does your dog always go with you too? We have a dog also. We try to, yeah. I feel guilty if we go without him. Like, you know, he was my first baby, like, basically. Yes, (laughs) Yes, we are definitely going through that too. Like just, and I think the dog gets more attention now than the dog ever got before our baby (laughs) came along, to be honest. Right. Yeah. You feel you got to spread the love between both. Yeah. Uh, And I will say now that I think the dog has actually really helped because like he's always a source of entertainment for our baby on the trail. Um, And now it's, now that he walks, it's like, a good motivation like oh let's go what's the dog looking at let's go up the trail and find out or and then now he like actually like runs with the dog like he's like oh I'm gonna go run with Wesley up the trail so like it actually gets us like moving and <laughs> at a good pace yeah it's like a little friend that he gets to play yes, with exactly and but we definitely get first like when we did backpack in the past like we didn't always have our dog carry anything um but now we are like slowly getting him used to carrying heavier and heavier, heavier packs. <laughs> so he can like take his, all his food for our trips um, so that we don't have to carry that weight. Yeah. We have our dog do that too. We've always had her do that actually. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, what kind of a dog do you have? Um, He's a Brittany Australian mix. Okay. Australian shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. Ours is an Australian shepherd healer. 
Oh, cute. Yeah. yeah. They probably look really similar. Yeah. They're great dogs. He's yeah. such a great big brother to our son. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And we do the same thing with the foam pads as well, because we have like blow up mattresses, but when we camp with our dog, Daisy, we always do the foams because we're worried about her popping. Yep. Oh, like literally every pad we own, the air pad we own has been popped by our dog. Oh no. This is before baby. We're like, oh, it's fine. But he somehow does it. Even if we like keep him off the pad, like we are really proactive of not letting him in the tent without us there, but somehow he does it. (laughs) So that's where we're just like, okay no more. We're just using foam and it's not as comfortable, but you know, it's, it's worked out fine. Yep. Exactly. And what kind of a tent do you guys use when all of you go? Um, yeah, it's a three person tent. Um, I'm blanking on the company's name, but it's, um, one of those really lightweight tents, um, and use your, um, trekking poles to, to keep up. Um, so we use one of those and it's a single wall tent. So, um, there is, you know, a little downside of that just because like, if it's really cold, we have to close both flaps, but then condensation will form inside. So that's been, you know, one downside of our setup when we are camping, like pretty cold weather, we'll get like condensation inside and like it'll start dripping on us, (laughs) but you know, it makes up because it's super light. It's, It's so light. So that's, and that's something we did definitely invest in. Uh, we were able to luckily like we were able to use some of the money we got from like baby showers um we put that towards backpacking stuff for (laughs) with the idea that it's for our son we got this light tent we got this light sleeping bag and we got him like some nice like fleece clothing to make those trips a little bit more doable and enjoyable for everyone Yeah. What a good way to like use some of that money rather than like buying more things at home, like put it into what you, what your hobby is, what you love. That's what we figured. Like, I feel like he's, I mean, I already can tell like he's gaining so much just from being outside that, you know, otherwise he might not have gotten, you know, this seeing all these different birds and frogs on the trail and this learning about volcanoes now, like since we live around so many volcanoes, he's just like, like, knows and sees them and it's just really cool to to hear this little two and a half year old talk about that stuff about he's I'm gonna go climb up the mountain now mom and I'm gonna go get strong and go to the top of the volcano and <laughs> see the mountain goats so it's, it's really awesome yeah yeah that is awesome I love it I love it awesome well is there anything else you wanted to share I hope more people get interested in getting the kids out there I mean I know it seems scary, but it's, it's doable. You can do it. (laughs) Yeah, it totally is doable. And like you said, start small. Like we started small, just car camping and you just got to trial and air things out. Yep, exactly. And and I will say like, I think it helps like for your first few chips because my, I guess my biggest thing was I didn't want to disturb other people camping. Like that was a big point of anxiety for me. Um, just because since he did we wake up and he would cry, I like, I was just so anxious about that when we went backpacking. So we just made a big effort to pick spots that were away from people. And sometimes it's hard because like some of our landscapes that we're in, like it's very limited places to camp or you have to camp by permit. Um, so we, I, we started off picking places where we knew we could camp away from people just so that experience would be a little bit more enjoyable as we learn and, and grew into backpacking as a family. So just something for people to keep in mind as they, you know, you, you know yourself and your, you know, what makes you anxious 
and just try to find ways to minimize that as you, when you're out there. Yeah. I love that point because like, if your anxieties are high too, then like, it's not going to be fun for you and your child will feed off of that as well. Most likely. Oh yeah. And you and parents might get upset with each other just because you're, you know, like he's crying, he's crying, get the bottle. Like, you know, we got to quiet him up really quickly because there's other people camping, like, you know, like that, like that anxious is just not, not fun. So when you can let him cry a little bit while you find what you need, it, you know, it, it's nice to have to give yourself that, that option. <laughs> totally. Cause you're out there to relax and enjoy and take in the simplicity of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you. This has been super helpful and informative and motivational for me and probably for other people who listen too. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I'm, people can find me on Facebook and I'm totally happy to like go into more details on what we use and you know, what really worked for our family. Perfect. What's your name on Facebook? Abby Tobin. Okay. A-B-B-Y. Yeah. And then all my photos are really just me outside. That's the only way I use Facebook is like posting outdoor photos. (laughs) No better way to use it. (laughs) So that's how you know it's me is if you see a person like hiking with a baby or a dog. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for letting me come on and talk. It's great talking with you. We've loved doing this podcasting journey. We love bringing awesome guests on. We love seeing that people are listening. And we're really, really grateful that this is hopefully inspiring other people to get outdoors. Yeah, and as part of our mission at Hiking Through Life, we really want to help support others in continuing their journey or starting their journey into the outdoors. So as part of that, we have plans for future episodes to address some listener feedback. So if you have questions about backpacking, hiking, adventuring outdoors, let us know. Email hikingthroughlife at gmail.com and submit us your question or topic and we'll possibly address it in a future episode. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Peace, love, and hike through life.